0: Welcome to Bald Talk, the podcast where, as of late, one bald comedian interviews bald actors, reactors, extroverts, introverts, wallflowers, social butterflies, and nearly anyone bald about being bald. I am flying solo yet again, uh, but that just means that I have today's guest all to myself and I will share him with you, dear listeners. He is a brilliant, hilarious, and gifted actor known for his work on The Drew Carey Show, American Housewife, Outsourced Veep, Better Things, Napoleon Dynamite, Office Space, and the list goes on and on. And I'm not exaggerating. The list is intimidating. From my expert point of view, he's not officially bald. But he's putting in the receding work, and he's on the path. We welcome him with open arms. Please welcome diedrich pater oh
1: thank you that Aww. was a great that was a great i love that introduction thank
0: you brad yeah and right. yeah
1: no, no no i i am definitely i i have a bald spot back here which is kind of enormous you do i do i have just enough hair for a hair lady or gentleman to
0: uh-huh. uh to spray my head and make it look like i have a full head of hair do they spray or do they sprinkle in the the charcoal dust it's a combination that, uh, now. It's yeah. uh you
1: know because the technology has changed. Um, yes. So they do like kind of paint, sort of a paint like yeah. thing, and then on top of that, they do what's called topics, um, mm. which is as you were alluding to, it is chopped up very fine hair that they mm-hmm. uh, put hairspray down. Then they spray the thing on, uh,
0: which is kind of chopped up hair. It gives it a matte finish. I yeah. call it bald be gone. It's very Paul gone, it's very regional theater. Like the technology behind it is very like we burned a Bible and we used the ash on your head to yeah. like cover it up if you have gray hair or something. Yeah. Uh yeah. yeah it's definitely I mean, that. It's definitely that. Yeah, I I've not I mean, I'm at the point now where they're just like it, it is that that dance with the hair and makeup people where they're like sit down in a hair's chair and they look at me like you're perfect. Yeah, you're oh so God. good. I, I get it. You're just good. Uh, <laughs> yeah, do you ever it. do a rug thing? Do you ever like wear a, a wig? I've only, I did one for a commercial series recently. Okay. Um, because it was me and uh, Rob Corddry wearing it together. Oh, okay. You can't, you can't have two baldies. Oddly enough, like I always want to, I always, I would love to do a like very involved wig work. The but, two, they, um, I have a, I have a
1: very high hairline. Uh, mm-hmm. From, I guess, like the, the region in Germany that my family's from, that this hairline is is fairly common. It's always been this far oh, really? back ever since I was really little. Yeah. And I've got yeah. an absolutely enormous forehead. The two biggest parts I've had in big movies, so Beverly Hillbillies right. and, um, uh, oh my God, Miss Congeniality 2. Mm, uh, mm-hmm. For both of them, I had like a wig that lowered my hairline <clears throat> about an inch and a half, two inches. Was that your choice or their request? That was a, that was a request, and, uh, and I, was, I was totally into it. And oddly yeah. enough, although there was an enormous span between those two uh, pictures, it was the same wig maker. Her name was Renata. Oh, yeah? Yeah, she's in the valley, and, uh, yeah. and she was happy to see me. Uh, So welcome back. Yeah. The first time I saw her, she was like, oh, why would they want to cover up that beautiful German forehead? And I was like, I don't know. I don't don't pay (laughs) the bills around here. It is. It's It's a lighting problem. Like you see that it's a lighting problem. Yeah, exactly. It's like a billboard. It's like walking billboard. I always
0: think like. I find that. I find that fascinating, though, that they that they ask just like, can we just lower it a little little bit? Just a little bit because it's a little much. I yeah. get it. I
1: mean, you know, it's an it is an enormous forehead. It's very you know culturally specific to southern Germany, and uh, uh, that that one
0: region apparently That's it's so attractive funny. there. But anywhere, anywhere else, it just looks weird. Wow. So so this, so there was some inappropriate pairing going on in that what region? like <laughs> right. Just centuries ago. And yeah, everyone's paid the price since then. Oh, totally. Yeah, yeah. My dad had
1: it, and and uh, um, all of my uncles, my my two brothers. It's like, it's just a thing, which is, I mean, you know, it's fine. I, I would think, I think actually one of the biggest things in my career has been the size of my forehead and the placement of my hairline. I think it's such a huge choice (laughs) stylistically for a show. And they don't want to like broach the idea of a wig with me that I think I get, I, I think I lose a lot of roles
0: that way where they're like, it's distracting. It's just distracting. I I mean, OK, so now now we're now we're in the thick of it because yep. that just what you said in any any sort of margin of error or, or, or sort of like error, I can point to like, OK, well, here's the here's the doubt bringer. Yeah. Um, in losing a job or, yeah. you know, knowing you did an amazing job, it just like physically you're not you know, they want a Camry and you are a bicycle. Yeah, it's totally. just like, it's not, it's not going to fit.
1: Oh yeah. 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 No, I, I used to get it all the time. And people would go, Oh, that forehead. And I'd go, yeah, I mean, it's there. It's of my head. Yeah.
0: <laughs> but in what ways has it, you are in a, you are a working actor. Like you work constantly, oh, you goodness. know, you're established. You're definitely a that guy, you uh, know? Yeah. A, that guy. You yeah. and I, and, yeah, you and I ended up on some somebody's sort of self-made list that a bunch of people sent to me. It's like, have you seen this? You're on the that guy list. I was like, oh, cool, oh, cool. Yeah, but it is that guy. Yeah, but but yeah, but for me, I was like, great. That that is basically sort of like a uh, that's like a good Google review for your business. Oh like, yeah, totally. Okay, well, yeah, yeah, you're you're a reliable
1: player, and and you you know you 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 work enough where people know who you are yeah you know uh i'm i'm totally into it i i have uh, yeah yeah, i mean it's better
0: to be known than not known that's for sure totally yeah but it but it is a character actor thing and character actor most often implies uh, a different hairline (laughs) that's right (laughs) that's right (laughs) if you're a female character character actor they're just like you know homely best friend or whatever oh totally it's it's funny because you know when i I grew up
1: in Alexander, Virginia where I came from and in my high school I was actually kind of a good looking guy I came out here and and I w- it was like who is this guy? <laughs> like, <laughs> He's so weird looking because they're like genetic freaks that move out here that are so handsome that yes. you just can't take your eyes off them like uh, like you know it's like uh, early days um, I, I knew uh, Brad Pitt uh, just really early days mm-hmm. and uh, we used to play volleyball together Anyway, uh, volleyball, volleyball. Yeah, it's like you play um volleyball, but it's in a I think it was a racquetball court. Anyway, Uh you can play against the walls and off the ceiling. The only place the ball can't hit is the floor, it's very
0: fast. It's terrifying.
1: Anyway, yeah, yeah, it was really fun. Uh, I couldn't do it now, my knees would never be able to handle it, but yeah, you. You even as a straight guy, you can't take your eyes off him because he's like so gorgeous oh, and he looks like he's, just, yeah. he's from another planet. You know, you're like, totally. wow, he's, how he's this grown in happen? a lab. Yeah. Yeah. There's yeah. nothing. He has government research that's gone. Right, yeah. Somehow. And those are that's what it takes in Hollywood
0: for you to be, you know, at all attractive. Um, right. Because it's like, I mean, the al- the only saving grace is most of those most often they're short. You know, what I mean? yes. The, not the, Brad, but proportion- yeah, most of them. Yeah. 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 Most of them are sort of like, or they're, or they're 90% head. If you see them. Yeah, yeah, totally. They I just, know. <laughs> <laughs> just these like Easter Island kind of like, yeah. uh, figurines. It's funny whatever. who's
1: short and who isn't short. Like Arnold Schwarzenegger is a lot shorter mm-hmm. than you'd think he'd be. Like for some reason oh, I, thought yeah. like, I thought he would be like, I'm six two. I thought he would be like six five, like a giant, Yeah, you know? Yeah, totally. And then yeah. I saw him at a premiere, my wife and I, we were walking in back of him, you know? And so, like in, with the angle of the theater, we're walking out. He mm. he was actually like still shorter than me, oh, <laughs> and wow. I was like, "She goes, there's Arnold Schwarzenegger," and I go, "No, can't be, no, no that's not gonna terrible. be." So and I honestly didn't believe it until I like leaned my head up way up and then I peered around <laughs> his shoulder. I went like, "Because." And looked at him and I was like, hi. Hey. Because then he looked at me like, what are you doing? Of course, snap to it. Who wouldn't do it? And, and then uh, you panicked and said, you're much shorter no, than I just you like, like, Hi, hey, hey, yeah. Hi. Hey. Like the- <laughs> <laughs> just to make it more hey, awkward. Hi, hey, yeah. Hi, hi, hi. How you doing? Hey, hey, how are you? Thanks for bringing us. Yeah, hey, I didn't great. play it off at all. But yeah, I mean, yeah. you know, it's, it's, uh, it's <laughs> one of those things, the beauty standard. Uh, it also applies to men, you know, they, yeah, they expect you yeah. to be a certain way, you know, that the days of Humphrey Bogart are, but at the same time, there were the Humphrey Bogarts and there was also the Errol Flynn and the Tyrone Power existed at the same time, and, mm-hmm. you know, they had, and Gary Cooper, of course, Cary, Cary yeah. Grant, there were always like some genetic freaks around here who were just so gorgeous and still could act. I mean, you know, Brad, for example, we've been just talking about Brad is, is great. I mean, he's fabulous. Oh actor. yeah. yeah so it's nothing
0: actor. against him. It's just, you know, mm-hmm. my guy, he's a freak. That's all I'm saying. But it's funny. Like it, it is, <clears throat> there's such classification or sort of like, you know, you get slotted into certain types of roles and, yeah. and, and because you are the embodiment of an idea, you know, for right. a project or something. Right. And a lot, but most of the ideas around sort of like a big forehead or a bald head, yeah. uh, kind <laughs> yeah. of punchliney kind yeah, of. of yeah. It, yeah. You yeah, know? yeah. Yeah. All the yeah. bald
1: jokes and everything. I remember yeah. working with, um, uh, the pilot actually that my wife and I met on, uh, the actor who played my dad was Bob Bacardo. Uh, mm-hmm. Do you know Bob at all?
0: I don't, oh, he's a lovely no.
1: guy. He was on um, yeah. uh, Star Trek and uh, anyway, g- really, really wonderful actor. Played my dad and um, uh, completely bald. And yeah. uh, when he was cast, there were no bald jokes. And then mm-hmm. there was one bald joke on the first run through. And right. I looked over and Bob was like, and I go, what's going on? He goes, the gates have opened. (laughs) (laughs) And I didn't get it at the time because I just didn't get it, you know? And uh, 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 I mean, I knew what he was saying, but I didn't know that it was really going to happen. And he was 100% right. There were then like at least one ball joke in every single scene. Like, Like a family member would bring up your
0: hair loss all the time. <laughs> yeah, totally, totally. Just like, like any any connection just like slowly breaking down your reserves of dignity. Right, exactly.
1: And he was oh, like man. And no, no, he
0: was totally, he was completely right. But uh right. yeah, you know. Uh was that, was that was that was that a multicam or was that a Those were back in the days of
1: multicam. I mean, you know, there's still some multicams, but uh yeah, yeah that was a multicam. That feels,
0: that feels like very multicam totally. uh, fruit to pick, you know yeah. what I mean? And it I just, will say um, the audience loved them. They loved the bald yeah. jokes. It is bald, bald. I mean, to put it in the parlance of today, bald yeah. shaming is totally accepted. Oh, completely. Like, it seems like everything else is off the table. Yeah. Totally. We'll, yeah, we keep getting the hits. And it's I have fine.
1: done, as you probably noticed on Twitter, I have this recurring joke
0: where I said, how's my hair? Like I ask all the time, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Well, I was going to say the, the the way that you found yourself in this position yeah. was my girlfriend. I hate Twitter and I'm on there, but I don't do anything. Yeah, She is active on it. And right. she's like, Dietrich Bader on August 6, 2021, just tweeted, I miss my hair. <laughs> yeah, and, and she was like, you should get him on the show. Yeah. And she followed the thread that happened around it and stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, I used to have a fantastic head of
1: hair. And the vast majority of it has fallen out. And yeah. um, uh, and I i mean, I was both kidding and not kidding. You know, it's like I, I do actually miss my hair. I, I miss having a full head of hair. I enjoyed having it. You know, I was able to, when it was really full, it could cover part of my enormous forehead. I didn't have I a bald spot that I, I am very self-conscious about, if I'm completely mm-hmm. honest. And I know part of this... Uh, podcast is about insecurities and i do have an insecurity yeah. about it like i'm yeah. i'm worried if i were to go out and people take a picture of the back of my head like yeah i think about that and it's weird and vain and strange but it is something that i do think about because uh, i'm like oh i don't want anybody to know
0: i'm bald and it's like why what difference does it make <laughs> really the weird thing is i mean I, I trust me i spend a lot of time thinking about the back of my head yeah and and just for me, I mean, my, when did it start for you? Like when did you start to
1: shed? um Probably when I was in my mid to late thirties. Okay. Um, so I'd say so right at the end of the Drew Carey show, uh, right. it really started like I'd wake up and there'd be, hair on my pillow there's now no longer hair on my pillow but really? but for you because you got a you got a dark pillow that yeah exactly that yeah piece, <laughs> so it's no, i get... got a hair pillow um, but anyway yeah. <laughs> no it, it started then and i was like what's happening you know i just mm-hmm. didn't there would be like lots of hair on my pillow every morning and it just over about a year it really got thin and then once i turned 50 i'm 55 now um yeah the the bald spot really became prominent like you could yeah. see it
0: uh, in pictures really far away there would be like <laughs> you know this spot Isn't that the worst yeah, yeah. just like it just this this it becomes a white dot in the yeah. middle of some beautiful image yeah. Just like,
1: yeah well it's the thing there's some like hiking images of that my son took when we were in um, where were we in uh, the Chamonix region of uh, France it, mm. uh, hiking in Mont Blanc and it's yeah. a beautiful. Scenery, and uh, I mean it's spectacular scenery. But every Except time I see his picture, I'm like, "Oh, pollution. there's my spot. They got my spot right yeah. there."
0: <laughs> that one bit of like visual pollution. From and that I generation. wish
1: I could get past it, but but
0: I, no. I I don't I
1: don't think I I don't know I mean someday I can, but I'm sure, but yeah, but uh, uh, it's not yet. And it's it's interesting that you're doing a whole show about this because it's it it is sort of fact. It is sort of in a in a micro way. It's it's super fascinating because it's like vanity of men or accepting and i don't know it's it's a complicated thing actually
0: yeah and it's strange because i think you know objectively men get have have it so easy in like every regard every you know I mean? single way every regard we have all the power yes. we especially have white all... men yeah white straight yeah, men. We... it's like we got
1: 30 points The game's to
0: 100 yeah, and our bodies like hang in there much longer. We yeah. have more value in other in sort of social estimation of yeah. like what your age means and stuff. Yeah, and so there. It, sometimes doing this podcast, it feels a little. Uh, it's a little bit like shut up. You know? Yeah, of course. Like, quit whining. <laughs> yeah, of course. <laughs> but yeah. at the same time, yeah. To me, it's this thing of like I've I've been losing my hair since I was seventeen. Oh, young. Wow. So it's just been this like, just. I, I, it is in keeping with global warming. Like right. I've just been seeing the kind of decay and, yeah. and stuff and I've gone through different waves of it and stuff. And yeah. oddly I still have a hangup even in doing this. Normally my, or, or my co-host Charlie, he's very, he's into being bald. He's like, I don't, oh, wow. I don't care. No, does um, he shave
1: the rest of his head
0: or does he have the side? He, sh- he shaves it. He shaves it pretty like almost to the skin and stuff.
1: And, uh, I'd be I interested to see what the delineation is between those that are really comfortable being bald and shave their heads, and those that are uncomfortable and don't shave their heads. You know what I mean? Like, I wonder how yeah. many, because it's like you're just holding on. It's not like you're doing a comb over, obviously, but but right. it's like you're holding on to what you have still.
0: And and but I don't see any problem with that. It's like, it is. I don't either. Like, yeah, I I think it works for me. Yeah. And but then it, but then I mean. Truly, right now, it is in keeping with just aging stuff. Yeah. It's sort of like, because I just got used to it, I was like, all right, this is what I am. You right. Know, this is how it looks. Yeah. And thankfully, my girlfriend's like really into it. She's like, I love it when your hair gets all shaggy and kind of Larry Davis. That's very like so sweet. And I love
1: that. <laughs> yeah. I, 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 I have yet to, and maybe they were just being nice, uh, but I've yet to meet a woman that really cares. Yeah they just, they just don't care. It's yeah. like if yeah. you're nice and you're funny and you're smart and you're respectful, then, then they like you. That's just it. Yeah. Um, yeah. but, uh, but it, yeah, it's, it's not a thing. It's a thing that men where they judge themselves, uh, yeah. you know, and, and that in of itself is sort of interesting. But anyway, I'm sorry. I interrupted. Go ahead, Brian.
0: Oh, no, no, no. But, it, but it's, I mean, I guess the biggest point is like, and why overdoing this the podcast it kind of shifted a little bit it's just like well I mean we're just talking about insecurities like everybody yeah. has some hang up like literally when I was in high school before I started losing my hair I was obsessed with my hands I was obsessed huh. my hands were too skinny huh. and I used to like I used to get like one of those exercise balls to try to beef them up and and wow. like I was doing yeah, yeah, like yeah. good you know I mean? strong hands
1: like and then your hands like are my kicking friends. up uh, you know you're on the beach and big hands come over and kick dust uh, sand yeah. into your hands yeah when like, i walk someday if you see me from a distance it <laughs> just
0: look like two mickey mouse giant gloves <laughs> yeah, are kind yeah. of walking towards you um but and then my again it's kind of the the salvation of someone who accepts you my first girlfriend is like i love your hands was like uh, the they're nice they're artist hands, hands. Yeah. yeah yeah and so it's it's strange that relationship you have to yourself through something that you are insecure about oh know? totally
1: yeah, I have I have actually a tremendous amount of insecurities. Um, a part of it is um, growing up in a uh, I was the last kid, you know, of four, and mm. uh, and I always felt self conscious. I always felt like I didn't know as much as everybody else, and mm-hmm. uh, mostly it's because I really didn't. Uh, but I, <laughs> <laughs> they were all they didn't uh, teach you. They gave up on you. No, no, no. I was like the I was the dumb kid of a smart family. Um, mm. So which I really. I joke about, but I actually really keenly felt. Um, yeah. And, uh, so I have a deep insecurity about how smart I am or not smart. I am. And, right. and I can be unhealthfully competitive. It, when I start playing a game because like I can be a bad sport and I, I know it in myself and I, I actually hate it in myself. Yeah. But it's because, you know, my brothers would teach me a game and then they would win and, yes. uh, and because I just couldn't pick it up as fast as they did because I was smaller. I just yeah. was too, I was too young and it's nothing against them. They didn't rub it in. They're really nice guys. I would still lose. I always lost. And and I just, I just hated it. You know, I always felt like somehow it was stacked against me when the, no, it's the same, mm-hmm. it's the same rules. It's just, you're smaller. Or you're not as smart. You don't, you don't know the yeah. game as well because you yeah. just started. It's, it's one of the things I hate that I do and I have worked on and I'm in my mid fifties. I've, uh, you know, I've worked on in my life to try to be a better sport and to not take it personally when I lose and not to get self-conscious about a game and not to get angry. You know, we were on, as a cast, we were on Family Feud, <laughs> which is very strange. And I really wanted yeah. to do Family Feud and I Wait, got super for, excited. For, for which which show? Uh, for American Housewife. Okay. And we lost. And I was really mad about it. <laughs> I was such a bad sport. And, and I was simultaneously angry that we had lost and yeah. angry at myself for having taken it seriously. It's family feud.
0: Yeah, totally. Yeah.
1: <laughs> Come on! Yeah. <laughs> I disappointed
0: myself. I was angry at myself for being a bad sport about it. Has sort of the converse of that or the other side of that been that that competitiveness has aided you in, you know, our line of work, which is very unforgiving. And it is very, very unforgiving. unforgiving. It is, it's interesting. I think that part of my
1: drive is, is that competitiveness. Yeah. It, it, they, they always say like, uh, uh, when you read the trades, it takes, you know, what, about 20 minutes to read and two weeks to recover. Because it's it's <laughs> yeah. all the projects that you're not in, that you're reading yeah. about. And people that you knew, and especially when I was younger and like, you know, fr- genuine friends of mine, like Dermot Mulroney, mm-hmm. who was a fantastic guy, would uh, get apart, I would be jealous. Like we were competing in some way when yeah. we weren't. We weren't. We were different, you know, we're just different people. And mm-hmm. of course, he would be considered for roles that I wouldn't be considered for. It's not like we ever read for the same role. But yeah. uh, I would be competitive somehow in a really unhealthy, weird way. I mean, uh, Christ- I think it was Christopher Hitchens that said envy is the only sin that isn't any fun at all. You know, like the rest <laughs> are kind of great.
0: <laughs> yeah. You know? I mean, what, what you just said is is I, I've had that exact same thing. In my Hearing you say it, it you know, it, it, my, my reaction, like when I go through it is sort of like, well, I'm friends with this person yeah, and we have, I'm, you know, that, that's just where it starts. I mean, it stops for me. It's like, yeah. well, I'm friends with this person. So yeah. Why, why am I thinking I this? Getting- this is really unhealthy. Like what? I actually <laughs> genuinely like this guy. Like he's one of my yeah. oldest friends. Why am I thinking this? But like, but even it's, it's not even sort of like, I'm like, I'll be jealous and envious yeah. and happy. I will be happy of course, for them, but yeah, I'll of course, also, yes. I'll be saddled yeah. with those feelings for myself. Yeah. But my, the logic I have behind it is like, yeah, but I'm a contemporary and a friend of this guy. Yeah, right. I should we be were at working as We the same well. theater together. I should be getting it too. Like yeah. everyone should get this equally. Yeah. And it's, it's right. not that. Which makes it's Makes
1: absolutely no sense. Makes no sense. Yeah. No, I've, that part. I've gotten very good about accepting and I don't feel competitive in parts anymore. Like mm-hmm. it's something I actively worked on and got through, got got to the other side of it where you know I'll see like Patrick Warburton for example, he and I were up for the same roles all the time and yeah, exactly. I got around to just accepting Pat is really really funny and mm-hmm. he's going to be great in this and yeah. if they choose Pat they're making a great choice. He's fantastic. Yeah. So it doesn't have to be me. And and it's okay that it's not me. And my bills will probably be I'll be okay. I'll I'll probably be okay. because uh, yeah. as you pointed yeah. out, it's like, well, luckily I knock on wood. Uh but you know, it's it's gone okay for me. So I, I have yeah. to I have to let that go. And that but that took a lot of work. It uh it took a lot of work.
0: Yeah, I'd like to ask about that because how do you one one thing that I s- s- still struggle with, and I think it's interesting you talking about the um, competitiveness because my reaction to I had the same thing like and it, it reminds me I, I did some bad parenting I think in not letting my daughter win games <laughs> right you know what I mean you it were took great at you were like <laughs> it, was, it wasn't even that I was just like well we're just gonna play and whoever wins wins yeah and and part of it was you know I was like oh this four-year-old, I should just fake it. And yeah, it right. Yeah, I know. So, but yeah. I, I just, it's terrible. I, I misinterpreted it. And I was like, no, you will learn by the process of what it's like. Right. So like,
1: yeah, you think that. I, I did exactly yeah. the same thing. So it's like, I mean, it just happens. Uh, plus, yeah. sometimes you want to turn them on to something that you're good at because it's something that you could share together. And I basically right. created the same situation that my eldest brother created with me in chess is that mm-hmm. he was on the Princeton chess team when he taught me how to play chess. Oh I was God. never going to win. No, <laughs> Of course not. <laughs> it <laughs> was not just, going to happen.
0: He just and blindfolded himself. He
1: well, he but he was he was genuinely trying to help me learn. Yeah. At the same time, he couldn't, you know, he couldn't hide his light in a bushel. He just couldn't not win because he knew the game backwards and forwards. So it was almost impossible for him not to win. And so I don't know. Sometimes I think about that when I talk, I tried to teach my son how to play. A game I like to play uh, here, we have a court. I know it sounds ridiculous, uh, but we play uh, uh, Pétanque. It's like bocce. It's like the French version of bocce. Oh, okay. Oh, that's cool. So every time you're, I tried to teach him... You're a
0: real him, it seems like.
1: I was little and lived over there and blah, blah, blah. Oh, but nice. anyway... Oh, that's cool. Every time I tried to show him how to play, I ended up playing really well, even though I, I genuinely tried, Brian, not to do well. <laughs> <laughs> but there was... Something in my hand or my body that was just like, oh, no. oh yeah, now we're playing, man. We're gonna play. We're gonna knock him oh, out. Wow. And it's like, no. oh my god, what are you doing? He's
0: nine. I it <laughs> I'm seriously trying to lose here. I'm just that good, and you're that bad. <laughs> that came out bad too. I'm so sorry. Exactly. Yeah. Oh man. Yeah. But yeah, but that, but the, for me, competition, I backed off from it so hard. Huh. Like I just was never competitive, and my daughter's the exact same way. Oh yeah, like she. Just the exact same just like no 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 yeah. that that is putting myself on the line yeah and so f- for me hearing hearing you sort of say like it took you a long time to kind of get around that I have the same thing like and I and I've and I've tried to figure out what it is it's interesting hearing you, you talk about it because now I'm like I think it th- that my reaction to someone else getting something is a reaction to myself. Yeah. And it's a and it's this reaction to myself in that I don't like being in this competitive situation. Yeah. Even more so, I don't like that I didn't get it. Yeah. I didn't get it turn on myself. Like yeah. that's the kind of worst case scenario that I'll go through. Yeah,
1: and and part of it is like the we exert a sense of control over something we have no control over by having that reaction. Um Yeah. Mm -hmm. instead of just letting it go because it's completely out of our hands I mean we've done basically everything we possibly can by going in the room and or now self taping but uh, but yeah it's horrible but going in the room and doing the best you can and if if I have a good audition that's it I've done it that's everything I can do I mean all you can do is look at my resume um, look at the past work that I've done and and then see what I did with the character and then everything else is out of my hands but we exert a sense of control over the process by the feelings that we have towards it. Like our feelings could alter the events in some way. Yeah. I, I think, I think it's about that. I don't really know, obviously, because it's, it's something very deep. Also, you know, the, the, one of the problems with our particular profession is that we, uh, we, we want it (laughs) and our, our self worth A lot of it comes from us working, because so other people have to basically give us our own worth, and we only Mm -hmm. see ourselves as successful or happy uh, if uh, someone else has given us something. So so much of our life is is powerless, and it's very frustrating that that's that's the way that it is. I mean, that's why I really respect actors that create their own you know material. Uh, mm-hmm. cause they, they, they've turned the tables basically and said, you know, yeah. I'm going to do it. And then, you know, they, they do it and it's amazing.
0: Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's, it's funny cause it's, I mean, basically I, I broke it down to my girlfriend who, she's a painter and so she oh. has no, she's like, I don't understand how you right. make your living. And I was yeah. like, I don't either. <laughs> um, I was telling her about it and I was just like, I think basically I just go on an endless series of job interviews yeah and most people go on a two or three in their lifetime and they'll get a job yeah and so it's just this recurrent thing and it like you said it is everyone everyone has to sort of put them most most everyone has to put themselves in some position to another person of like there's something that you have that i want access to right and we're going to you know create some agreement yeah but our thing is like over and over and over again But. And it's, I mean, even in scene work, you know, it's the same thing. Oh yeah, totally. But,
1: but it's also like, you know, the
0: the average
1: working actor, as far as the amount of auditions you have, and then how many, how many jobs you get is essentially like the batting average of a pitcher. Like it's, it's, you're, you're batting a hundred people are like, wow, that's amazing. You're doing great. Um, Yeah. uh, And for a lot of people, the greatest stressful moments of their lives is when they're unemployed and looking for work. And uh, and we do that routinely. Even when we're at work, we're still looking for work yeah. um, and thinking about how that work can get me other work, uh, which is
0: not entirely unique, but it's it's fairly unique uh, in as far as a career. Do you do that? Because I, I don't think I do, or I feel like when I have... Whenever I try to be like, here I go, I'm going to be slick, I'm going to kind mm-hmm. of, you know, whatever, it it always ends up just like shoe in the mouth, just wrong. So oh, I'm you just, mean it's
1: like business conversations or what do you think?
0: I guess so. It just yeah. sort of that when I am aware that like, oh, I should talk to this person because I might, you know, stick in their mind later on, it just doesn't. It just doesn't flow for me. <laughs> it doesn't it's flow. Like a, well, just I uh, flow
1: it. I'm actually a great. This is one of the things that I did learn from my father, who uh, I was I you know grew up outside of Washington D.C. largely. When we moved back uh, from Paris, we moved back to the Washington area. My father worked in politics mm-hmm. and and uh, foreign relations, and uh, he he was exceptionally good at uh, working a room, and taught me how to do it because I just would uh, you know go in and watch him work. And he was remarkable.
0: at it. that's part of the job. What would you say the essence of working a room is? High-fiving? Because that's all I do. I just run around the room, high-five everybody, which is bad during COVID, but I don't care. I'll do it.
1: I think one of the uh, best tips, and and people have said this a million times, is that uh, uh, people love to talk about themselves. So Mm -hmm. the more that you can remember details of what they had told you before about themselves, bring it up, and ask them about that, then you can work your way through a room and everybody thinks you, you're their best friend. Yeah. Yeah, people just love to talk about themselves. It's I mean, it's no secret. It's 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 pretty yeah. well known. But yeah, yeah. But at the same time, most people when they work a room, they 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 still talk about themselves rather than the eyes <laughs> on the prize, which is that you want right. to ingratiate yourself with people or at least to get them the sense that you're a good person and that you'd be easy to work with or And also I'm just interested in people's Lives, yeah. So part of it has to be genuine, but right. there is also, I mean, you know, Hollywood is, is, is complicated and, yeah. um, there are also the shifting sands of, uh, and, uh, growing up in, in the DC area taught me a lot about that because, um, you know, if you're on a successful show or in a movie that's just coming out and, People don't know how it's going to do. The, you, you're the most interesting person they've ever met. <laughs> uh, but then, if you're not on a show and you need a job, you're yeah. dramatically less interesting. My dad used to compare it to. He uh, used to say it's the magic hat. So mm-hmm. when you have the magic hat on, everybody thinks you're magic. Yeah. But it's really they're looking in your eyes, but they're it's the hat, and the yeah. hat <laughs> the hat comes off. And, and someone else can wear the hat. The hat itself yeah. is the thing, and so you're going to lose the hat. So understand that when you're wearing the hat, you're wearing the hat, and uh, right, and it makes it easier. Yeah. It makes it easier yes. because you take it less personally when people aren't as interested in you because you're not wearing the hat anymore. Yeah,
0: yeah, I think that just that that relationship of having a need from someone else is is has always been. Problematic for me, yeah. Uh, just in terms of it, kind of it. It has made me feel like I need to be a different person than I am. I think that's why I was sort of saying, like, when I tried to to do it or yeah. been conscious of it, yeah. It's it's conscious, you know. Yeah. Um. And so I've just been, if I can hang out with somebody and chat with them, great. You know.
1: Yeah. I will say one thing that I've gotten really bad at, and COVID, of course, has completely wiped this out. But before COVID, talking over music at a party, like a lot of showbiz oh. parties, they have stupid music or, you know, something going yeah. on. And it's so loud. And I end up shouting. And yeah. when I was younger, I didn't mind for some reason. But now, oh. uh, and again, this is pre-COVID times. I don't know what I would do now. But, but uh, you know, I I just got exhausted doing it. <laughs> like, I just didn't want to do it. I didn't want to do it. And I would turn to my wife and go, I'm kind of done. Like, I I... I don't want to, I want to stop shouting. I'm just done shouting.
0: Yes. (laughs) You know? Yeah. Uh, Yeah. I can't do those. I can't, my, I, I quickly blow out my voice or or I, or I just can't hear it just like hits in some decibel level. I'm like, I'm old. Yeah. Are you old? Yeah. Let's nod at each other. Yeah. Like
1: the one time I met Melissa McCarthy, who seemed extremely nice, uh, was at Mm -hmm. a party with really loud music and, uh, I couldn't hear her. And then, uh, <laughs> and then I kept asking her to speak a little louder and she would right at the beginning of the sentence, but then drop off almost immediately. So, but yeah. I still really liked her and she was really nice. So I would just say very general things like, yeah,
0: I hear that. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah. I'm right-handed. Yeah. Kids, yeah. you know, kids, Kids, right? <laughs> the government. Oh, man. Taxes. Woo! <laughs> Yeah, I went to go see a show last night, and I uh, it was so funny. Oh, what would you say? Standing in line, I went to go see Jeff Tweedy. Do you know him? Oh from yeah. Loco? Cool. Yeah, it was so good. That's fun. Was, I love him. Yeah. Oh my God, he's like one one of my massive heroes. So I was just like, <laughs> uh, and it was also one of those. It was one of the f- first few things I've done. We've been like really crazy, like really careful. Yeah. My daughter actually got it last week. Oh, I'm she, sorry. She was asymptomatic. No, but she was asymptomatic. asymptomatic so went she was away okay. In, and then went away in three days, you know? Right. So it was base, best case. But it was that thing of like, ah, we're, just, we're running, we're running. Oh, it caught us. It finally caught us. And yeah. it felt like a moral th- failure. You know, it felt, it That's did, right. and there was a certain competitiveness of like, shit. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> <God."> <laughs> <laughs> I wanted to be one of the ones who dodged it. Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. I think ultimately we're all going to, we're all going to. Because it's endemic, yeah. it's not going to be, it's not going away. No, it's not. No, totally. So I, I really wish it would, but if Omicron, uh, you know, taught me anything, because I, I honestly thought before Omicron, I, I thought we were done. Yeah, I really genuinely did. And uh, uh yeah. I was like, Oh man, there was gonna some... be dancing in the streets, but then Omicron happened. and I <sighs> went, Oh, right, it's just gonna be here now, it's gonna be
0: here. Yeah, so yeah,
1: you know, we're triple vaxxed and the kids are triple vaxed. Your, your daughter was a vax.
0: Yeah, 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 everybody's faxed up. So she's, so. yeah. Only on Bald Talk. Ever heard of social media? We have, and no big deal, we are on it. Check us out on Instagram at Bald Talk Pod or on Twitter at Bald Talk Podcast. Please make sure to like, rate, and review and subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. We don't care where you get them. Just get them. No judgment. Wherever you get them. Anywhere. 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 Whatever. No judgment. <laughs> as
1: long as you listen, we don't give a fuck.
0: Only on Ball Going back to sort of like pre-COVID, post-COVID social stuff. Yeah. I'm standing in line waiting for water because you can't, you know, you can't just go up and get a, a dispenser thing. Everyone yeah. has to get like a cup of water. and right. stuff. And I'm standing there and a friend of mine walks in and i was like oh it's brad and then he hugs someone else i know i was like oh it's him and him and it turns out everyone in line i knew everyone in line i knew like 6 <laughs> people standing in front of me who were all masked up and nobody recognized Anyone each else. other that's so surreal and everybody that's and, like and like it's like a so dream it like feels like a dream it was it was bizarre. Well, that's like, really it was bizarre. just this moment of like those two guys see each other and like, oh, oh, hello. oh. And everyone oh, yeah. We're actually friends. We yeah. know each other. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, I've oh well, I've known you for twenty years. And yeah I did not know know you standing here. And oh, then my girlfriend, bizarre. she was like yeah. she was like, I don't know how to do this. I don't know how to do this because okay, so when we greet people, they pull their mask down, they say hello, and then they pull their mask back up. Right, which and, makes no sense. Like, it's already over. R- right. Yeah. And so she was like, okay, so we're endangering each other. And so she said, my yeah. first impulse was to blow her my mask. And then as loudly as possible, scream my name. So basically just, <laughs> just throwing spit just projectile spit. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> She's like, I feel crazy. Everything feels crazy. I was like, yeah, that's awful.
1: Are crazy. you guys finding like the re-entry to like seeing friends? We had dinner with friends. That we've known for, I uh, god uh, maybe 20 27 years Uh, Mm and the other night uh, we went out to dinner and it was really fun at the same time having like a conversation felt foreign yeah you know like i didn't know quite how to do it and it was really weird it's not like riding a bicycle you know it's it 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 felt like oh so now instead of just thinking about what i'm going to say i should listen to you (laughs) And then react yeah. to what you're saying. Like I was training myself to redo uh-huh. it, and it's it's been a weird.
0: You're like a sociopath who's learning to yeah, like,
1: like a total <laughs> psychopath
0: function among yeah, people. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and it's
1: like I'm actually a super social person, but yeah. but my skills have been thrown off, and it's uh, oh,
0: totally. Uh, and again, I mean, you know, and yeah. one of
1: the themes of this uh, podcast is uh, you know is feeling self conscious or or that kind of you know thing and that is definitely something that i am mm. uh, burdened with now like i i don't know when to cut myself off sometimes like i talk too long and and i can yeah. hear myself and i'm like you really you ran out of points a while ago so you should probably not <laughs> You're keep talking circling back to the same yeah, thing yeah it's time to listen yeah. a little bit not keep talking it's very it's very like i haven't felt that way i don't know
0: since i was little i guess it's tough because the other thing is, and f- you know, of course we've entered into it and in, during this conversation is, it, it usually like, it's like the lean of the ship kind of takes you over to talking about COVID, to talking yeah. about like pandemic stuff, yeah. you know? Cause it's, as much as every person has their own experience of this, yeah. you forget that every person has their own experience <laughs> of it because I mean for me, speaking for me, it's just like I've never been so sort of self focused, self family focused, safety focused for this long. Yeah. You know, while at the same time slowly integrating that into my life that this is a normal part of daily living now for everyone. Yes, the you constant know. adjustment and
1: readjustment and it is certainly the most complicated time in my life. And I think I think we're going to spend a lot of time processing what we've been through for the last two years. It's a lot. And the idea that we're supposed to just get on with it is kind of an anathema, because it's like, how how are we supposed to do that exactly? Like there was, it's very pro capitalism. If we do. Yeah. Right. You know. Let's just get back to work. And it's like, the most important thing is that yeah. we get back to work and it's like, is it, or is like, or is, <laughs> is our safety more? See,
0: yeah. Is, it seems like our work is gonna be pretty fucked up. If Yeah. If we, get yeah, back if we to like
1: die it. or whatever, that's pretty much the end of the, as far as I know, that would be the end of work.
0: Yeah. And
1: yeah, I mean, you know, we, we, uh, as a family, uh, we were very careful. We, of course, because we're better people than you. We did have not gotten COVID yet. <laughs>
0: uh, well, you know, yeah, we've just been, yeah, we've been, I let my, oh,
1: sorry, Brian, go ahead.
0: I was just going to say, I like, let my daughter know that she's a flawed That's right. It's terrible. This she's person, terrible. Family shame forever.
1: <laughs> yeah. I mean, you know, we've been probably the most cautious of anybody that I know, you know, we, uh, uh, and it has been thanks to my wife who has been, uh really on top of it the whole time and has done an amazing job keeping us healthy yeah. and also taken a lot of the heat for keeping our health standards up you know because she is willing to be the bad guy and tell us you know things that we're we shouldn't be doing and it's a it's a lot it's a huge burden on her and
0: but it's the I, I think I was the bad guy right in the family
1: yeah somebody has to be and I'm you know, grateful that know. it was that yeah. she did it because I don't know I you know I maybe if it were you know, if, I, if it were up to me, we'd probably be sick because I would have taken it less seriously yeah. than my wife did. And, and you know, so far we, we've been, we've missed it. So I'm grateful to her mm. and all, everything that she's done to keep us well. Uh, uh. How,
0: how old are your, your kids? My
1: son is 18 yeah. and my daughter is 16.
0: Yeah. My daughter's 14. And so yeah. it was like, it was going, it was going back into school Yeah, where I was like, this is where it's going to happen if it's going to happen. And I was very impressed that it took this long. Yeah. Uh, whatever. Yeah, yeah. Several months. Yeah. For a middle schooler, COVID
1: COVID would be really hard for a middle schooler cuz you're just figuring out mm-hmm. um I mean like what we're talking about, the idea of a conversation, like how how we talk and and uh you're really just figuring that out when you're uh you know, 12 to 14.
0: Uh because you're Oh my god. Well, she she started a started a new school. Oh, wow. So she's starting this started a new school for freshman year okay. of high school. Yeah. But she was going with a couple of friend of her friends of hers. Okay, well, but that's good. so she, yeah, starting a new school and stuff. Yeah. So she's with all these people she's never met, yeah. who she only sees their eyes. Yeah. And and so she had this thing where she went to the winter formal, and of her friends, she was the only one who asked uh, a guy out. Nice, good for her. And yeah, totally. And I was like, oh, should I get a ticket for you know so and so? And she's like. No, you don't. No, he, he's he got his own ticket, but I'm not dating him. I'm not dating him. I don't like him and I will never like him. <laughs> and I was like, okay, right, I, good. We'll get clear. into the specifics yeah, yeah, about this, yeah, but fine. accepting this situation. Yeah. And so I came to find out that she, you know, had been chatting with him and sort of like, oh, I think that guy's kind of nice and was interested in him, oh. but had never seen his face. Right. And then right before the dance, he like, Pulled his mask yeah. down and she was like, oh, oh, no, no, it's not good. She's not in. She wasn't attracted. <laughs> yeah, it just, and so no. it's just like this. Yeah. It's, uh, you know, it, it's yeah, such of course. a strange, yeah, it's a strange like, time. Yeah, yeah. She basically had like an email romance and then. which No, she that's she, right. She, I mean, they, they they it's look. like text
1: or something or, you know, it's uh, yeah. you do have to. It's yeah, you do have to work harder to charm people because you don't have your face to go, yeah. you know, look at me. So, Uh yeah, Yeah. I mean, it's going to be for that generation, it's going to be like this weird sort of. I know that for me on American Housewife, we had a couple of crew members that didn't rejoin us. So we had Mm -hmm. new crew members and I had only seen them with their masks on. And then we went to before Omicron uh, came out and everybody was vaxxed. We went to a party just because we didn't have a wrap party because of COVID. So but we all got together and a couple of the crew members that I hadn't seen without masks like I couldn't stop staring at it because in my head <laughs> their their faces looked really different. Like I had
0: created a, a face for them which had nothing to do with their yes. with them. It's like it's like when you see a DJ in real yeah. life. Like you're like that's the that's voice. What you that's look Casey like? Kasem. No, no, <laughs> that's not Casey Kasem. There's no way. Yeah. I thought he's much taller. Yeah, brown hair.
1: <laughs> yeah, no, it's strange. I mean, yeah, yeah. it's it's fascinating the time of wearing masks and also you know just that we all um we all pick up so many micro signals in a face yeah uh we register them you know a million i I don't know how many how fast but like all our synapses are are firing looking up signals in people's faces that's why when people have botox or, or they have plastic surgery they can throw off your perception of them because there's something about their face that isn't moving like a like our regular facial recognition software, essentially in our head, is responding. They to. become
0: a sim that you're sort of talking to. Right. So
1: you're store. always like adjusting in your head as to figure out what they're thinking because their face isn't moving in a way that we are literally conditioned to to register. So we don't see our faces anymore. That we're we're depriving ourselves of an enormous amount of information about somebody. You know.
0: Yeah. Yeah. To the degree where you can be standing in line with six of your best friends. No, no, they're there. Know it. <laughs> they could be total strangers. Just ghost, yeah. ghost people surrounding us. Yeah. And you know, yeah.
1: one of the things uh, when I flew to go work, I hadn't gone through an airport in many, many years where yeah. I wasn't recognized. Mm. Because of the Drew Carey show at the time, it was a long time ago now, um, right, right. was a very big show. So so I was recognized all the time, especially going to airports for some reason. I don't know what. I'm. Anyway, hmm. it was like I've forgotten what anonymity was like. <laughs> and I, I, I don't like it. I don't care for it. I'm a it. Oh really? I'm a it.
0: Interesting. I actually In- really okay. like
1: I mean because you know, it's like if people don't like an actor, it's pretty rare that they come up and tell you that.
0: <laughs> That's true. Yeah. You know? They just glare at you. Yeah, yeah just, they, they just they just they
1: either it. ignore you or they don't recognize you. They'll take a picture of you and not knowing, and yeah, Post it. That that's right. Like at Whether your bald head or whatever, or whatever. Yeah. but uh, uh, <laughs> no. But it's unlike, let's say, for example, uh, athletes, especially mm-hmm. if athletes with you know teams in the U.S. Let's say you play for Chicago or something like that, and your rival team, and you're in the airport, and and somebody will say something really nasty to you, even though yeah. you know you're just a you're a human being, <laughs> you're waiting
0: for a plane, <laughs> just trying to yeah. just trying to move somewhere. <laughs> yeah,
1: I mean. Really, yeah. it's it, it, people do that. So uh, yeah. I've actually seen it with I'm, I'm not going to say who, but but but, God, I mean, it's, and he's a human being, and like, yeah, uh, it's hurtful. It hurt, you know. You try to like, <laughs> ha you know, well, this guy's whatever, but it it still impacts you. And uh, that's but funny. people still feel like they because it's like, oh, I'm an LA guy, so I'm going to yell at the Chicago guy. It's like, uh, yeah, yeah, that's not the way. Yeah. <laughs> This guy gets paid to run a basketball up and down a court. It's not, yeah. he's not your enemy. <laughs>
0: no, he's a gladiator in the battle that is ongoing. Yeah. So, so yeah. but anyway, yeah.
1: but as an actor, it's like they I, they like you. They come up then, and then
0: I I love it. I I think it's I great. I do too. It and it's like I will totally I I will admit like I the little dopamine hit the little sort of oh like, totally just like okay I like yes i'm 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 reaching beyond the the sort of like limits of my own brain of like worrying who i'm impressing or whatever and the other but like i always try to take it for me i always try to take it back to like okay that again that's a good report on my business that's right you know what i mean but like that this i'm not just sort of like a coffee stand versus starbucks i might be like a pete's coffee or something yeah totally
1: Yeah, you know it was fascinating when I first started getting recognized because I was in a movie, The Beverly Hillbillies, and I was on a show called Danger Theater, and both of them, uh, both of them did badly. You know, they they mm-hmm. they didn't get me other work, and and I, it it did basically like they didn't even happen really. It's like mm. just absolutely nothing happened. My career was exactly back where it was when it started, and I thought that I was going to be like I I was 25 or 26 years old and a bunch of friends of mine had become movie stars and i was like oh now this is what happens you know you you, you just right? become a movie star that,
0: that's the thing like, yeah your friends are becoming movies yeah, yeah. So and not, then and uh, i was
1: like fans. oh well, i'm in this group and everybody's becoming a star so i'm gonna be a movie star now and then it didn't mm-hmm. happen and i did this one time and i was with a friend and we were going to a wedding in dc and uh wedding of a friend mutual friend and we went to a bar next door because the party before, I don't know, we just felt like getting a drink by ourselves. So we walk over to this bar and the guy comes up and says, you're the guy from the Beverly Hillbillies. And I said, no,
0: Oh, really? I said I
1: wasn't. And uh, I only did this once in my entire career. And it's because at that moment I was letting him know that it was a negative experience for me because I didn't get gotcha. out of it what I wanted out of it. And I put that burden, my own perception of the picture on him. And yeah. he was really disappointed. And yeah. my friend who I was with, like looked at me and I was like, what? And he goes, why? Why would you do that? Yeah, yeah. And I was like, yeah, you're right. I did the wrong thing. I did the wrong thing. I just did the wrong thing. And yeah. I went over to the guy and I explained everything to him. <laughs> like I totally unburdened oh, myself. Wow. I gave him way too much information. But I, I was like, I you know, that. it's just, I'm not, I'm, I am looking for work right now. I'm having trouble finding work. The movie did nothing mm-hmm. for me. The series did nothing for me. I mean, it gave me some money, but, but not much, frankly, because it was yeah. my first movie. And mm-hmm. uh, they don't pay very much. Uh, and then I had to try to make it ends meet for seven months, I think after the movie Mm -hmm. without doing any work because I couldn't get any other work. And, you know, it's, I think once I, I think I cleared like $20,000 for doing Beverly Hillbillies. And then I had to make $20,000 last for seven months in Los Angeles, which is, you Mm -hmm. know, not easy. No,
0: impossible. It's really hard. Uh, This is a very
1: expensive city. Yeah. You know, I, I, I wasn't a happy camper. Uh, I really wasn't, yeah. uh, because yeah. it hadn't worked out the way I had pictured it in my head. You know, I was too young to know
0: that, that you can't control everything in your life. You know, there's That's just so things so that are going to happen. I've had, I've been under, I'm, I'm glad you had that experience and then got perspective on it. Cause I had, I was on the other side. I was on the, no, I'm disappointed side oh, twice. Okay. One was with Jared Harris. Oh. I don't know if you. Yeah. And I, he was, he, I'd seen him in this like indie film. Yeah. And, and it was when I was living in New York and he was at this little indie theater and I went up and I was like, Hey, you're Jared Harris, right? I just saw you in so-and-so. And he was like, I'm not that person. Oh, wow. Well. And yeah. I was like, you are though. In, in his, in his English accent yeah. and everything. Yeah, I, I was like, Oh <laughs> really? And he's like, I'm not him. I was like, wow, you look a lot like him. He's like, I'm not. Yes, him. And I was like, okay. I was like, okay. Yeah. <laughs> And then so, and it bummed me out. Cause I just sort of felt like some, he, yeah. I felt like he was saying fuck off. No, he was, you know? he was. And, yeah. uh, yeah. it may
1: have had, I mean, there must've been something else going on or he just, totally. you know, whatever you don't know. But what I've learned is you just, it's a little like the Hippocratic oath for first do no harm. It's like, yeah. uh, when you see someone, they come up to you. All they want is to be seen. and, uh, yes. And for you to fulfill an image that they have in your head, in their head for you, of you, I mm-hmm. should say. And, and it's a very vulnerable
0: thing for them. To it do, is. You know, yeah, I mean? they're putting themselves because out. They, yeah, because like you said, like they have an idea of of you or what your yeah. job is and stuff. And it and this job is very mythologized for basically. It's, it's, too, the it's of, too mythologized. It's ridiculous. Yeah, but completely. But it is
1: what happens. And so and and you're not going to change it by just saying that so it it is what yeah. it is yeah i did, i did that that one time and uh, yeah. uh i'm really glad that i made up for it as best i could and in a way as you mm. pointed out like i'm kind of glad it happened because and i'm really glad my friend was there to yeah. to to give me to to give me perspective on what i had yeah. just done and how i had just been awful i'd been terrible um yeah. and and I learned, I learned from it, and now, uh, um, uh, now I realize that, you know, it's a gift of love. It's uh, mm-hmm. it's love, and yeah. they yeah, they they yeah. come up to you because they they love you. I mean, not love you yeah. like they want to make out with you. They just they, you've brought joy, and and that's yeah. a gorgeous thing. And that's all they want to tell you is that you you meant something to them. And all you have to do
0: is accept love. And yeah. why is that hard? <laughs> What's wrong with yeah. you? Well, then it, it kind of goes back to like what we were saying, like what I was saying in terms of like my feelings about you having something wonderful. Yeah. Uh, right. It goes back to how I feel about myself right now yeah. in relationship to this. Right. And that was your same experience yeah. where you're just like, oh, you're kind of pointing out something that is sensitive for me right now. Yeah, um, yeah. But again, yeah, again, like, that's a lot of backstory. I can sort of see if, you know, if you're like the 20th person or something, or this guy was like the 20th person who come up, you know, and you just didn't want to talk about Beverly Hillbillies. And you're like, Oh God, this guy. But you know, yeah, no, no, had, no. It's the, just the like, other... It was just, it
1: was just what I was going through at that exact second. And I, I yeah. burdened the guy with my own thoughts. And it's like, you know, it, it's just, if, if a stranger comes up to you and asks you how you're doing, why would you tell mm-hmm. them that, you know, your dad just died? You right. know, it's, that's not what the, that's not what the game is. And you, I, you Yeah.
0: Know. But that, the, it, this is another thing because it goes back to working the room. Yeah. Like I, I used to be the guy who would do that. Oh, really? Like, like how you, how, how you do yeah. it. I would, I'd give an honest yeah, answer, yeah, like no, an no, in-depth no. honest answer. Yeah. So I, I quickly realized like, oh, I'm yeah. They're not asking. They're that. not actually asking, asking just, you. <laughs> you. Yeah they're just starting this dance for just a couple minutes yeah, like that's it's it. not, that's, all you you really it. that's all you need to do it's
1: all you need to do
0: just keep dancing for uh, just a
1: short period of time and just if, a he, short if you can't percent. do that then really why did you come to the thing but uh yeah, yeah no yeah i mean you know it's it is interesting human human interaction
0: the the other encounter i had with uh, with that, with that uh, of somebody you know, denying sorry. yeah there well there's another one where i came up and i won't say the actor but i was like hey man I just saw you in this movie I thought you were so fucking good I know it came out a couple years ago I'm a little late yeah. but I thought you. it really was amazing and he looked at me and was like what am I supposed to do with that And uh, and it just it was like that moment wow. and I was like I guess you can shove it up your ass. Yeah, I suppose you could just put it up your ass. And I, you could also off, say thank you,
1: like because like, it's just it comes yeah. from a nice place. It's not like I'm. Too, but
0: it was. Yeah. I mean, it was a very, a very New York encounter uh, in that yeah, regard. Yeah, it was just like, hey, friendliness. Hey, you know, yeah. Sour, sour. Bat it down. But yeah. But but yeah. it was like it was it was kind of like the other vert. I was like, oh, I've been here before, and I'm not gonna. I'm, you know, if you're sad, I'm. You don't have to shit on me. No, you don't have to. You, you don't you don't you don't. There.
1: And it's a it's an easy trap to fall into. And and uh, uh, yeah, I mean, I've worked with people who are uncomfortable with having a public career, and there's a part of me that is like, why do you think you get paid? <laughs> you know, you get paid because people recognize you, and and uh, part of it is that you you. It, it obviously should come from a genuine place. but even if you're going to fake it, <laughs> you should try yeah. to fake it because because it's part of the career you know treating fans or, or anybody with respect it's it uh, it's part of it and I've, I've yeah. never understood like why don't you want to do publicity? Why don't you want to talk about the show? Why don't you want to interact with fans? why I don't yeah. get it because it's like that's that's why you get you know it's more than just, that you memorize your lines and hit your mark. It's the whole
0: package is the yeah. part of the business. Yeah, yeah. Well, it's fine. It's, I think it's the times I've worked on something that I was like, oh, I hate this. I don't, <laughs> I'm bummed out that I'm having to do this yeah, sure. You know, because I need a paycheck and stuff. Yeah, of course, and, and
1: get your insurance and all that.
0: I mean, yeah, yeah. Those I will completely – there have been a couple times where I've, I will cop to being – the asshole who's like snide about it, and, you know, <laughs> in the interviews and stuff. Sure. And and I look back now, I'm like, oh, dude, just be so grateful. Oh, yeah. You know, just like, you know what I mean? Yeah. Because it's not every, I mean, most people's jobs every single day is not home runs. Oh, my you know? God. I mean, are you kidding me? Like, I mean, everyone, I mean, yeah. it's like most people are, my dad did I a really smart, smart thing. I've been talking
1: about, about my dad a lot on this, but my dad did a really smart thing. And, uh, he uh, he made me go work on a farm. <laughs> oh yeah, 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 Virginia, and it, of course it it taught me that I don't want to work on a farm, <laughs> but because it, it's it's we romanticized it, but it's it's an unbelievable amount of work. I mean, you know, you you, oh, you get up at four in the morning, and then you work until the sun yeah. sets, and uh, and yeah. then the next day you do the same damn thing. You know, it was it was really genuinely hard.
0: How long was that? How was it? It was a full was summer your, when I was sixteen, term. and uh, term of service.
1: Yeah, so it was um close to three months. And it was, it was really, really hard. It also made me extremely grateful for my job because I, I know it's not really, like I'm having fun. I genuinely enjoy it. Mm-hmm. And uh, that's one of the reasons that I keep trying to do it is that I, yeah. I really enjoy it. I really enjoy it. I have very rarely not found joy on a set. Yeah. I I, I love it. Yeah, but you know, he, he taught me what, what it is to really work by sending me down there, and I resented the hell out of it for a while, but then, yeah. uh, but then it did give me more—not to be too judgy to my old friends—but a little more drive than a, a lot of my friends, uh, because yeah. I I didn't want to have a straight job because the, it's it's hard, it's really hard, yeah. it's really hard to do yeah. something that you're that you're not into, yeah, and, uh, and is really demanding uh, physically and. Not mentally, and uh, uh, you know it's a uh, uh, it's hard, and I didn't want to do yeah. it. So I've I'm eternally grateful to to keep working in this in
0: my chosen profession. Did you? You went to uh school of arts in North Carolina, right? Yeah, good for you. Yes, I did. Yeah. I'm from I'm from North Carolina. I'm from Charlotte. Oh, you're from you're Charlotte. Talking?
1: No kidding. That's a nice. Day. Yeah,
0: yeah. My sister lived in Winston-Salem for a little while. Oh, I lived so. in Salem. Okay, uh, cool. Yeah. yeah, I like Winston. So, I mean,
1: you know, it's a, it's a small yeah.
0: city, but uh, but yeah. I still liked it. Old oh, Salem is really Carolina. pretty. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
1: I, I mean, I love Carolina. I think it's a great state.
0: Did you decide, like, early on? Like, when did you sort of decide to do acting? Or did, were you, like... I wanted to be an actor since I was about four.
1: Oh, wow. And then I, okay. when I became kind of a hippie kid, I sort of lost track of that. Mm. And then I really wanted to ride a motorcycle to Tierra del Fuego. <laughs> and uh, wow. I told my dad that, and he uh, totally appropriately freaked out yeah. and said, Well, are you going to apply for college at all? And I was like, I mean, why? I'm going to be riding motorcycle. Jared, uh, I'm a free spirit,
0: yeah, man. Don't I mean, I'm hold gonna me I'm going to be doing my
1: thing. He goes, how long does that take? And I was like, I don't know, maybe three, four years. I'm like around college time. And he goes, okay, wow. so what can I do here? <laughs> and I said, uh, I, I don't know. What do you want to do? And he goes, how about you apply to one school? And I go, for you? And he goes, yeah, for me. And I go, yeah, yeah all right, I'm one school. Oh, one school. And he goes, but you have to try. And I go, okay, yeah, I'll try. Uh, I promise. And, and he chose North Carolina School of the Arts.
0: And oh, yeah, he did. Interesting. So you, so the deal was he could choose and then you will go there? Or, if I got not,
1: in, I would go. Yeah, That was the deal. I did not get into the full program. I got into the summer program. There I met the other most influential man of my life, Yuri Beloff, a Russian hmm. director, acting teacher, who changed my life. And uh, wow. uh, became my mentor, and was the f- first person. to oh, I get teary talking about it. Aww. The first person to, uh, who, <laughs> to single me out, and mm-hmm. say that I had talent, and because oh, yeah. I didn't really. Uh, That's part of the reason that I lost my way was that I just didn't see anything. I wanted to create my own thing. Yeah, but yeah. essentially what Yuri was saying was that you already are your, your own thing. You, 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 oh, you are, you're there. And, and he worked with me every day after class before rehearsals during that summer. And by the end of the summer, I had rediscovered that I wanted to be an actor. That's um, so cool. And he changed my life. And then, um, then I went, I was lucky enough to get into school. I went there for two years. And then in between my sophomore and junior year, I met a casting director at a dinner party in Santa Fe. I was on vacation mm-hmm. with my family. And uh, she asked if I wanted to come in and read for the part. I was like, no, I'm gonna be stage actor.
0: <laughs> and,
1: uh, and she said, just for the experience. Anyway, I got it, this Western. It was really mm-hmm. fun. And I dressed like a cowboy, and I rode a horse. Oh, wow. And uh, I, I, really, I really loved it. It's, it's like great. playing pretend. You know, getting yeah. Uh, as uh, Katie Mixon, who was who was the star of American Housewife, and was absolutely mm-hmm. wonderful person, said, uh, yeah. "I play pretend for a living, and that's the way it should be. It should be like playing. And yeah. when it's not, that's when I think you're not doing the the well. At least comedically, you're not doing the best work. But mm-hmm. uh, yeah, I mean, you know, it's like I think I think we're very blessed to to be able to make a living
0: at this, uh, you know, career. Yeah." Way. Yeah. Oh, completely. I mean, that was a kind
1: of long way. (laughs) I told you the whole like bio.
0: Oh, no, I love it. I mean, I hearing you say you got a mint. I remember when I was in college because I I have always wanted to do this, but I like kind of talked myself out of Uh it over and over again in a way. Sure. And I played in a band and I was a photographer, like kept doing other and it was always creative stuff. So I was like, all right, there's something I got to do. But I remember going in college, I remember like aching for a mentor, like hearing you got a mentor. I was like, oh man, I really, I remember just at being at that kind of juncture where I was like, I just need somebody. And I went to the theater department and they were shitty to me because I was in the, an English major. They're like, you have to dedicate your life to this. I'm just asking questions, Yeah. you know? And it's, I think that stuff is so important because Can I tell just, one last story? Jun- Can you tie in being bald to it somehow? Somehow? Just, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I had a bald, bald teacher, Gary Beloff. Great. Uh, yeah. <laughs>
1: You know, it was a little like uh, the Karate Kid when he's like has to polish the car, and he's like this, and then yeah. the first time he does kung fu, he, he, he manages to block it really easily. And, but the whole time he's polishing mm-hmm. the car, he's like, "Why am I doing it? It Feels like I'm just like polishing cars." So one of the exercises Yuri did, when as I said, I used to see him every day uh, before uh, rehearsal in the evening. The exercise that started us, he started with he he smoked. Unfortunately, that's what killed him. But mm-hmm. so he would take a cigarette, he take his pack. And his lighter, his glass of water or coffee or whatever it was, and he'd put it on a, a stool, and he'd say, "Okay, look at this," and I'd go and I'd look at it, and he goes, "Remember," and I go, "Okay," and he goes, "Turn around." So I turned around, and then uh, he would rearrange it, and I'd have to turn back, and put it the way back the way it was. Mm-hmm. So it started off with like four things, but after two years. It became very elaborate.
0: I had no idea <laughs> why we would do this. He sounds like he's preparing you for psyops or something. You know? You know like, but I will say my first
1: close-up in show business, the actors as a hazing thing. They left the room. There were six of them mm. in the in the scene. Besides myself. Yeah. I was the last close-up. They finally got to me. It's, it's often the case. The youngest actor gets the last close-up. It's totally fine. Right. It's part of the process. But they all left mm-hmm. to haze me, right? Yeah. So the crew, to help me out, put different pieces of tape where they were. Right. And then the script supervisor read the lines.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And I remembered where every single actor was. Yeah. Yeah. And the director of that, was one of the directors that had done Gunsmoke. He was around forever. Unfortunately, I can't remember his name. I'd have to look it up. He's a fantastic old guy. He was in his 80s when he was directing me. But anyway, he comes up to me. He goes, kid, I got to give it to you. And I go, what is it? He goes, they wanted to fuck you up the ass, but you turned it around on them.
0: (laughs) <laughs> thank you hollywood stereotype all right here's my cigar by No, hand. he was
1: totally that way honest to god oh, i'm not great. exaggerating oh, that's so the way funny. he was oh,
0: that's so funny. Uh, but then you know one
1: thing throughout my career i've been able to do is continuity like i'm yeah really good at continuity i do it all mm. the time and it doesn't seem like that would be an essential thing continuity yeah. for those of us that are not in show business would be like when i pick up the glass uh, take a drink when i Take a bite of food when right. I put down do my phone, right hand if I do, it do it the right hand, left when hand. I do that, whatever. It has to match yeah. once they've decided that they're going to use a particular take and a master. It has to match mm-hmm. in your close-up so that they can cut in between the two. Or the two-shot yeah. or the cover, even the coverage of the other person. Like if you were to put the glass down at the wrong time in somebody else's close-up, it screws up their yeah. close-up. So it's, yeah. it's essential that you match yourself. Anyway, it's a skill that... Normally takes an incredibly long period of time to pick up, but I was ready to go (laughs) because of your rebel. It's one of those things. You never know what you're going to end up like needing.
0: So totally. This was really fun. Oh dude. So fun. It was really interesting to
1: to have this angle as somebody who has lost a lot of his hair and self-conscious about it to, to be able to talk about it in a way and not feel ashamed was a beautiful thing.
0: I really appreciate you being so open about it and, and, and just in all things, it was, it, was a, it was a lovely conversation. Yeah, I had a great time, Brad. Listen, I still trump you in forehead, so just keep that in mind. Oh, Which is difficult
1: to do. Yeah. It is, yeah. yeah,
0: I'm a real pro. Yeah. I'm a real pro in that regard. All right, dude, all right, thanks right. so much. All right, everybody, stay bald. <laughs> Bye. Love it. <laughs> Someone to talk to Brian and Charlie have a hairless party.